0: There's something about the notion of finality that's weighing on me. Things that can't be changed, you know, because of something that I did. It is set in stone for me or for somebody else. It's very easy to get neurotic about all this very quickly, just because everything I do has an impact on everything else and everybody else. So I guess I need to figure out how to mitigate the negative stuff that I bring to the world and learn how to magnify the better stuff. This is Deep Talk. I want to break apart an interaction between two people in that there's energy on both sides and when they collide, they create something. And those two people can say or do anything good or bad could come out of it depending on how they interact. And there's a point where uncertainty or potential solidifies into finality because eventually our actions evoke responses from others in the form of reactions. And at that point, You've generated something outside of your control. And so every moment that we interact with somebody else quickly transforms into something permanent. It's these things that, that are set in stone that are scaring me. It's the decisions that I can't make, either because somebody won't let me or because I'm too scared to risk whatever's on the table. There's an ego to protect, there's an income to keep, and there are other people that depend on me to maintain a standard. And I don't know what it is about me that rejects submission, but ever since I was a little kid, I've uh, hated conforming to anything, even dress codes. From middle school to college, I always wore pajamas. Because I saw everybody around me dressing so nicely. And I thought, you robots, you're just giving into this. You're not original. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something original. I'm gonna wear my sleepy clothes. That'll show them. <laughs> Whatever that is in my personality, it's manifesting in the form of self-doubt. So as I see it, permanency comes about through the unavoidable and through the inevitable. So I'm going to define the unavoidable as a situation that occurs because factors outside of your control force an outcome, like being in a tornado. You know, at a certain point, you can't anticipate it, and you can't drive away, and you can't move. You know, you've done all you can, and you have to kind of just wait to see what it does with you. Sometimes that tornado comes in the form of another person, like an authority figure or somebody you love enough to listen to. But whether it's a force of nature or a force of love, the unavoidable are the things that will come about regardless of what you do. And then there's the inevitable. These are the things that occur because of my actions, both intentionally and unwittingly, my actions sculpt outcomes. And inevitability is the world's reaction to my decisions. So if I'm walking down the road and somebody decides to shoot me in the face, I might say that that was unavoidable. But if I'm walking down a road that I know is dangerous, or I'm walking down a road instead of being where I ought to be and somebody shoots me in the face, I could see that as inevitability, you know, a consequence of not doing what I'm supposed to. And so it's hard to put certain things in boxes, but I think I'm just going to draw the line at intention. If I'm aware of what I'm doing and I'm aware of what likely outcomes will come to pass because of what I'm doing then maybe I deserve the reaction (laughs) but if I'm naive to a situation if I've never experienced something then that's not really on me is it you can only learn a lesson once you've failed right and somebody who has experienced something can teach you that lesson but you really don't feel it As much as you do when you fail. Anyway, I I think there are numerous parts of my life where I am choosing to fall short. Where I've learned a lesson and I continue to go down the wrong road. Either because I'm addicted to a lifestyle or I'm intimidated by a new path. Because even doing the wrong thing can be more comfortable than doing the right thing when the wrong thing has been the go-to move for so long. I can comprehend that I'm messing myself up, that I'm getting in my own way. But I'm good at it. It's muscle memory. I'm used to it. And making the right decisions is foreign. I'm curious if it's scarier to be thrown about by things outside of our control, or to be thrown about by things that are within our control. The consequences of my action bringing justice or karma upon me. There's something comforting about the notion that I can't change my circumstances. But what about all the things in my life that I know if I worked harder at, I could change. I don't have to be this way. I don't have to continue to make myself suffer if only I break this cycle. Very few singular actions bring about inevitable outcomes. I think it's the culmination of a lot of actions. And those actions guided by one's outlook on life will bring about inevitable outcomes. The way you perceive the world, the way you view the character of your world determines what kind of reactions you'll get. If I see the world as a dark and menacing place, then I will treat it that way. And inevitably, the people that I treat that way will prove me right about the world. Obviously, you know, a person who assumes the worst of it all will act accordingly. They'll treat others with suspicion and bitterness. And that very bitterness will summon the worst things of the world to him. And by our actions, we can create monsters in others. Perhaps through heartbreak, fear emerges and to mitigate risk you harden and you become angry and you assume that somebody close to you does not have your best interest at heart. And so you pre-taliate. I don't know the actual word for this, but like you, you retaliate before anyone's actually done something to you. You just think that they will. And so you respond accordingly. Retaliation. Gosh, it's such a simple word. I know that it exists. I know that it exists, but I cannot think of it right now. So we're calling it pretaliation. But you treat somebody with suspicion. You belittle them. You try to get ahead of whatever crap they're going to give you. But in reality, all we're doing is giving a signal. And through this, we generate enmity and rivalries and bitterness but I like to think that most people aren't like this. I know very few people that look at the world as if it's a villain, and I'm glad there aren't that many of them. But there is one type of person whose population is endless, and that's the autopilots. That's the unintentional people. That, that's the people that don't think about what they're doing most of the time. Because you can go throughout life, not really actively acknowledging what's going on. You can live life on muscle memory. You can get out of bed and brush your teeth and shower and do the same work, the same action over and over and over again. The same small talk and conversations. And it seems people naturally gravitate to it. Because it's very easy to be on autopilot. And while this might be less malicious than the bitter man. It's much more prevalent and it's much more pervasive. And it's doing a great job of convincing everybody that none of us care about each other. It's like when you pass somebody on the street and you're like, Hey, how are you? Good. Good. How are you? Oh, good. You Just keep walking. Even though there are things that are weighing on all of our minds, there are things that everybody deals with every day. And when we ask that question, how are you? We don't mean it. We're not sincerely asking what's going on in your life. We're asking, you good? Yeah. You good? Yeah. That's it. Impersonal, shallow, the minimal amount of work that you have to do to get through a conversation. So what's the antidote? What do we do instead of these useless interactions. We ask something else. You say, what are you up to these days? How's that person in your life that we talked about? How are you really? Are you sure you're good? (laughs) Are you sure everything's great? And if it is awesome, great. Talk about that. And there's a certain amount of vulnerability that has to be present during all of this. You have to give information that actually matters to you. You have to tell them what's actually going on in your life. If you expect any kind of reciprocation, any conversation of depth, you have to volunteer intimacy because nobody else is going to offer this stuff up freely. You got to initiate. And if it's not clear by now, I'm not preaching. I'm talking to myself and I'm trying to figure out how do I be human? What do normal people do? That's all I'm trying to figure out. Anyway, I've started asking more genuine questions. I've started listening to what they're saying and building from there. But there's a certain reality of the fact that we can't be intentional all the time. We have to allow life to just pass sometimes. Just for the sake of rest, you know, if if your mind is constantly going and you're looking to improve everything, when will you sleep? If your brain is just running constantly and you're you're trying to make the most of everything, God, you'll get to a point where you're just exhausted and unable to, to do anything for anybody. So I guess there's a balance here of being intentional and deciding where you're not going to be, where it's okay to let things just pass on by. I think there's a mistake I make when it comes to my perception of finality, of permanency. I think I look at the present as something that cannot change. But what the present really is, is a moldable form in that the future can eventually give me a present that I aspire to. And yes, the current moment that I'm in is pretty much locked in. You know, I can do something after this, but right now, whatever is, is. And that's okay. But there's so much that I can influence. It just takes a lot of work. What about residual monsters? What about situations that came about long before you ever came into the picture? In a conversation. What about abuse? What about parents raising their kids the wrong way? Teaching the wrong lessons. Convincing you that the world is a dark place. Those monsters exist in all of us. In so many forms. We all have so much baggage. It's part of being human. And it can be quite annoying when someone brings that baggage into a conversation, when something you said for some reason sets somebody off, even though it shouldn't, there was no venom in the words, there was no deceit, but something in their past causes what you say to inflame it and to remind them and to take them back into a darker time. And even though it's not your fault, the antidote, To that contention is empathy. And it's an acknowledgement of what's happening right now, establishing, this is what I mean. I didn't mean to offend you, but if I did, I'm sorry. I don't think that thing about you. There's just this natural reactive stance that I want to take in that, like, if somebody has garbage that they're dealing with and they're taking it out on me... Then they need to fix it. Don't throw that at me. I didn't do anything to you. That's my natural elastic just state. I just bounce into that. But if I throw that same energy back at them, that same anger, all I'm going to do is prove them right. That suspicion that they had that I was antagonizing them. It gets confirmed the second I respond back negatively. And then I've added one more bit of evidence that the world really is a dark place. And so everything we say and everything we do has meaning. We shouldn't look at choices as isolated actions. We should look at them as ingredients to a recipe for the future. so funny looking back in my life, and seeing where I'm at now, how obvious it is that everything I've done has led up to where I'm at. Everything I'm proud of and everything I hate about myself has come to fruition primarily through the choices I've made. Yes, other people have shaped me. Yes, my circumstances have influenced who I am. But so much of who I am has come about because of my passion and because of my laziness. I'm not the person that I want to be because I haven't worked hard enough in the past to get there. I'm definitely not as bad as I could be because I'm trying. And so long as that element of effort is at play, there's always an opportunity to mold everything that will one day be permanent.